Heads up, friends. The unofficial Shopify podcast is made by indie entrepreneurs for indie entrepreneurs and may contain material not suitable for all audiences, like swearing or economics. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, you ever heard the story of the diligent store owner who spent weeks perfecting their Shopify store only to see their hard work disappear after a simple mistake wiped out critical data? Their sales took a hit, their customers were confused, and they had to scramble to redo their work. Oh, what do we think of that, children? Now imagine they had out of the sandbox's Theme Updater Plus app with its new Vault Backups feature. In that scenario, the data loss disaster is averted, the store downtime eliminated, because they could just go back in time with Vault and get back to selling. That could be your story, my friend. Each day without Theme Updater Plus, your store remains at risk. It's a ticking time bomb. But with Theme Updater and its Vault feature, your story becomes one of seamless transitions and preserved efforts. Created by Out of the Sandbox, a theme developer trusted by over 80,000 e-commerce stores, Theme Updater Plus Vault Backups is the plot twist your Shopify store needs. Don't let your store become a tale of loss and disruption. Make it a success story with Theme Updater Plus with Vault Backups from Out of the Sandbox. Search for Theme Updater Plus in the Shopify App Store or go to outofthesandbox.com to learn more. Welcome back to the unofficial Shopify podcast, my friends. I'm your host, Kurt Elster. Check nasty. And today, our guest is Andreas Zemmers, marketing director for Jay-Z Microphones. Now, I once spent a summer as an apprentice in a recording studio, and that brief time really made quite the impact on me. I think mostly because I love gadgets and because I have zero musical skill whatsoever. And so I'm very jealous of people that do. And if you're in that position, Recording engineer is the closest you get to having any kind of musical skill. And so when this came across my desk, I was like, I love it. I have to have these folks on our show. And these Latvian craftsmen create top-notch microphones used by huge stars like Lady Gaga, like Lady Gaga Metallica, U2, and Mick Jagger. Their products are sold in 10 countries, and their primary sales channel here is that Shopify store. And so we're talking really high-ticket items sold internationally. And that's somewhat unusual for this show. And so I'm excited to get into this. And our guest got uh, 11 years online marketing experience and helped uh, Jay-Z Microphones grow their sales fivefold in five years. And he is going to spill the beans on that, share secrets so that you too, my friends, can sell high ticket products too. All right, let's dive into the story of Jay-Z Microphones success here. Uh, hey, Andreas, how you doing? Welcome. Hey, Kurt. It's a, it's a pleasure to be here. And I think you guys have the best e-commerce podcast in the world. I'm a fan. Been listening to six or seven years. Love your and Paul's jokes. Love sound effects for me and Jay-Z microphones. You guys help a lot. I oh, I had no idea that you were you were familiar with the show. That means a lot to me. I appreciate it. Okay, so let's start. Let's start easy and at the top here. How did Jay-Z microphones first get started? And like what? There's a lot of microphones out there. Like, what what makes this one special? How'd you get started? Why is Jay Z different? So the whole history started around very very early 2000s when our founder, his name is Latvian name Yuri Zarins, meaning Jay Z or Jay Z, 
And he found a very famous company, actually, Blue Microphones. Blue Microphones is known for, like, Blue Yeti. All podcast podcasters oh. are using Blue Yeti. And actually, Blue was founded here in Latvia. But then it was the company was sold to Americans, and then founder created Jay-Z Microphones in 2007. And basically, the secret sauce, the secret thing, the secret technology was that the founder learned all the stuff by making the blue microphones and he invented unique capsule technology like you know something a bit different than other microphones use and right from the beginning all the stars all the producers all around the world was basically taking the mics because you know now 2023 there are tons and tons maybe 100 150 microphone brands but in 90s or 2000s there were not and so all right would you say capsule technology that is the the physical single component in the microphone that actually does the listening. Yeah, well, basically, capsule is the heart of the microphone. It's a like a like a cylinder type thing made of metal. There is a plastic layer inside, and what everybody else is doing in in industry, they are sputtering capsules with gold. It's like a common thing. What we are doing, we are doing more like a jewelry jewelry type of thing. We are handpicking little golden droplets and putting on the capsule. It sounds like something technical, something maybe not interesting, but as the result, our capsules, they produce way more clear and detailed sound. And basically, whenever I send the mic to, I don't know, any huge artist or producer, what they are sending me is, wow, these mics sound so clear and detailed. And that's thanks to the capsule. Now, I, I do want to point out, if people are attempting to use your voice for reference, these are not podcast mics. These are like recording studio mics, and you're using just like, you're not using a Jay-Z mic. No, I'm using I'm using uh, one of the, I think, best uh, and the most affordable podcast mics, which, which is the Shure uh, SM7B Little Brother. And uh, our mics, they are used in big recording studios and of course, you can use them in homes, but you need like a proper gear, a proper preamp, a proper treatment to get the best results out of that. Yeah, no, it's you're you're moving up to like Ferrari level kind yeah, of thing. So something with like those that. microphones. Um, and when we say we, at the top of the show, I said, "Hey, these are high ticket items." So, all right, I think I really went nuts and I splurged on our my podcast microphone. This is an SM7B. Re, these things retail four hundred US dollars. It looks like the Jay-Z microphones start at uh, a, a thousand one hundred US dollars, a thousand euro. Yeah, they are approximately around one k, up to two k, and sometimes even more. <laughs> what's the all right? As I'm going from a thousand to two thousand, what changes? What's the difference? Uh, the difference is pretty simple. Like all our mics cost, like standard mics cost thousand bucks. It's the same technology, a little bit different character, a little bit different sound, but the, the ones that are 2K, in the mic, there are basically two mics because you can get a st stereo recording. So the most expensive oh. part of the mic is the capsule, which is like ridiculously actually crazy to make it. So if you have two capsules, you really need to, you know, uh, drive up the price. No, of course. Uh, and one thing that's interesting here is you said, hey, this is, Jay-Z was founded by... Uh, the same person who founded Blue Microphones, who now, you know, Blue sells Blue Yeti, which that's like, it became um, 
an industry standard for streaming and podcasting uh, because of its its ease of use and affordability. What's interesting here is on Jay-Z Microphone's website, I don't see that mentioned. Like the About Us page, the homepage, does it talk about that? That seems yeah. like a, a big advantage. Yeah, I like I'm a marketing director there and I know that it's a very huge selling point, but we really can't use it a lot because we have some law things going on in the past. So we are not allowed to kind of, you know, jump with this blue thing on our audience. All right. So it's we're assuming that this is like, you know, part of a subcontract agreement somewhere. It's just like, yeah, we can't really do that. Yeah. Um, well, and I think at the same time, like there's very different audiences, you know. My 13-year-old who wants to be a Twitch streamer would be thrilled to have a Blue Yeti versus if I presented a Blue Yeti to Lady Gaga or her recording engineer, they would probably both be horrified. So, you know, maybe an advantage there. But speaking of uh, the fame monster, how did you manage to get so many Grammy Award-winning artists to use these? Like, how do you get – it's hard enough to make your first 10 sales, 100 sales. How do you get the attention of, say, Mick Jagger or Metallica? It's it's actually very funny, for example, because Mick Jagger's story is one of the weirdest stories, I think, in my life. Because I three or four years ago, one engineer from UK just wrote me, oh, by the way, check this link out. I'm clicking on the link and I'm seeing, like, Mick Jagger's new song. And I'm seeing the new, our mic. And I'm like, it's not possible. Like, on official video, Mick Jagger and Dave Roll are using our mics. <laughs> And I'm writing this guy like, how, like, who are you? And then I, and I, then I'm checking that this guy bought mics for I don't know five to seven grand, like full bag of mics of Jay Z mics, like a year ago, and he was not even asking for a discount, which is so crazy. <laughs> so he, it was, uh, what like a, an engineer, recording studio person who was like, oh, I want to try these, and bought just a stack of them. Yeah, and it, it's just interesting with our brand and I think with lots of like more like high ticket, high premium brands is that there are like fans, like 20% of our audience is like buying everything that we make, like pretty much all the models because it's a common thing that if you're an engineer or a studio, you you need many mics, like 50 mics to, you know, to mic the whole orchestra or something like that. And it's a normal thing that, you know, we haven't, Sometimes order value is like five or six grand. It just it just the specific of this industry. Yeah, well, would I remember when we were in the studio? One of the things you do is like d different mics have different tones, different tone and tone of voice is what a, a microphone has when you're switching between them. And so they'd line up like five of them, and then they'd have someone you know after we got our scratch track recorded, then you'd have the. Um, uh, the vocalist, like, sing the same track, like, just a sample on every different mic that played back and be like, okay, what sounds best here? What's our, our best dry track here? And so that's why you want to have, like, this library of microphones because you know, five mics that are of similar quality are, one is going to sound the best for one person's specific voice or, like, depending on, you know, whether or how I'm micing an instrument, I might change which microphone I'm using. So it sounds like this is, um, it's potentially, it's a B2B business. It's really not people buying these for home use. Like, sure, there are home studios, but my guess would be it's very B2B. Like, I'm buying this for my professional recording studio. Yes, like, around 70% of our audience, they, they're the music 
or, or engineering is their primary income stream. So that tells something. But you're right. But you're, but you're right, actually. I don't, like, for, for me as a marketer, I don't like to look at it as a, like, B2B because, you know, I can't contact the company because there's still a person and these persons are still on Facebook or YouTube or Instagram. But, yeah, usually, especially in Europe, they are buying using invoices, which tells that, you know, they are a business. The, yeah, that's a little less common in the U.S. What's the reason why businesses it's always a, use invoices? In, in, in European Union, we have this VAT invoice, which is something similar as a sales tax for you guys. And basically, every everything, everything on, on the store, there is this 21% bonus-like tax. And when you are buying as a company, you know, you get a discount for this tax but you need the invoice, like a legal invoice. If you're just buying with a credit card, you don't have this VAT tax discount. In the US, if you want to do a business expense, you just kind of declare it and then hope for the best. <laughs> I'm not a CPA, that's not, that is not official advice, don't listen to that. Um, so uh, do you have your own music background or are you, you're purely a marketer? Actually, the whole Jay-Z Microphones journey for me 11 years ago started I was a musician. I was just, I finished just university and I was working like random jobs, like in, you know, driving around, selling pizzas, pizzas and something like that. But my friend actually was working in Jay-Z Microphones company back then. And I was, I was begging him, like, do you have like any vacancy open? And, and it started like from, from basically nothing, like, you know, doing sales calls, something like that. And slowly, 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 slowly it grew. But yeah, I was, I'm still kind of for, since I was 16, I'm a musician. I'm actually singer, songwriter. That's why they told me, the CEO that time told me that we are hiring you, hiring you because you know the microphones, because you are in the band. You know the differences between microphones and you've been in the studio. So that's, that's interesting when you're, you know, when you're doing marketing job and you've been hired because you are in the band. And so did you have a marketing background? Not really. I was just, I, I just finished university, you know, in, it's a three-year, three-year university. I had economy or something like that degree, but, you know, it's, this one is marketing and sales. It's totally a different beast. Want to turn up the heat on your Shopify store? Make your sales and promotions sizzle this summer with Zipify Pages, a one-of-a-kind landing page builder created by the owner of a $175 million Shopify store. It's got mouthwatering templates for every landing page or sales funnel your store needs. Launching a new product for Father's Day? <coughs> or take your 4th of July sale to the next level. How about a Jaws-themed pool party? With Zipify Pages, you can launch entire sales funnels in minutes, not days, without needing to hire a designer and developer. And because every template is tested first on a $175 million Shopify store, you know they actually work. That's why over 5,000 Shopify merchants use Zipify Pages to improve every page on their store. So if you want to cook up some sales this summer, go to zipify.com kurt. That's Z-I-P-I-F-Y dot com slash K-U-R-T to start your 14-day free trial today. And to get an unadvertised gift, email help at Zipify.com and ask for the Tech Nasty bonus. Tech Nasty. Hey, Paul, how do you want your burger? Oh, so you didn't even have a marketing degree. You had like economics or business, it sounds yeah. like. Um, 
but you had you had the domain knowledge, you had the the experience and authority. You were in their target market, and so they said this will work. That's kind of interesting. And so, what do you think high level here for Jay Z to be this become a international successful brand, but starts as a small Latvian company? What's what do you think that secret sauce is now that you're looking back 11 years? So the first big thought that I think it's under all the decisions in marketing and the business is that we look what everybody else is doing in our niche, in our industry, and we are doing the opposite. Basically what all the famous marketers like Jay Abraham, Dan Kennedy is talking about. And there's an example. Lots of microphone brands, pretty much everybody, they are using other retailers and they're only functioning as uh, manufacturers, meaning they are not selling directly to consumer. I'm pretty sure that we are the only ones, or maybe there are one other or two other companies that are using Shopify store and selling directly to consumer. And this is like to totally different game. This helped us a lot during COVID, for example, while every retailer, every music store, every studio got closed, we had a Shopify store which meant we can sell and sell and sell to home studios. Or another example is lots of other manufacturers and other microphone brands, they are using and buying expensive magazine print ads, banner ads to kind of boost awareness. We are doing totally the opposite. We are using info business approach where my primary like KPI is to generate leads and then using welcome sequences, we are warming them up and again, we have tons of leads and I think our, our email list is in a size of top media in our audio industry. Again, we are the only ones with that kind of email list in our, in our industry. And that just, you know, there are tons of tons of examples, pretty much every campaign we are looking, what every other marketer is doing and we are doing opposite. And this gives like unfair advantage and unfair results sometimes. That's step number so, one. I think... So what I'm hearing here is, is part of it is look what everybody else in your industry is doing and try to do the opposite. Like the these high-end microphones, because they're sold direct to studios, took this like B2B approach and this very traditional old school advertising meth methodology. And you took the much more like you know, always online direct to consumer approach and applied it here. And it it worked incredibly well for you. So you've got this uh you you have a Shopify store. How long have you how long have you had the Shopify store? How'd you how and why did you pick Shopify? I think it was back then it was the basically the only good choice. Now there are I think other choices that are also nice, but I've never looked back. I've never <laughs> I tried once WordPress with all the stuff in it, but no, no thanks. Ew. <laughs> and so what do you you said um you've got you drive people to an email list. Right, what what's the lead magnet? How do you get them to the email list? So this is one of my kind of the most in interesting parts of my job is to kind of be creative and try to find out, you know, what the lead magnet can be. Because, you know, if your product is a microphone, then you have to be creative to kind of come up what's what's the lead magnet. So many, many years ago, we just used ebooks about recording, like how to place microphone, how to use microphone preamps, how to mic drums, how to use microphones on your vocals and stuff like that. And six, seven years ago, 
ebooks worked very, very good. For the last three or four years, I think it's everybody, you know, it's a bit like a cheap trick and nobody's kind of, we can't get that ROI that we got like six or seven years ago. So now we are using, one of the things actually that worked very, very good is a, like a anniversary giveaway where, you know, engineers all around the world can participate and sign up to win the mic. We have a webinar where I'm kind of talking about this microphone technology. Then another thing, what we did is, Actually, the thing that I suggest everybody else is doing is, as we have a huge list of Grammy Award-winning producers, I just, during early January this year, I just wrote them and asked, like, can you just suggest any tips for young musicians, young artists, young producers? So I got, like, hundreds of tips, and I created 20, day, 20 days of tips. Basically, you can, you know, as a producer, sign up and get, like, professional Grammy Award-winning producer tips from tips from them. And I just blocked sales sequence after that. And these things work very, very good. And actually one interesting campaign that we did last month was I had a goal, like we needed to generate a lot of leads in very, very short time. And not only leads, but we needed a sales too in like, you know, and close leads in three to seven days. And what we come up with was like basically the shortest funnel like ever built, which is an ad on a Facebook that basically says, sign up and get X amount off and bonuses. Like it's a, you know, it's a sales ad, but it doesn't go, it doesn't push people to the sales page. It's a landing was page. Was it a lead can, gen ad? Was it a lead yeah, gen yeah, ad or did they, did they stay on yeah. Facebook? It's a, we tried both. We tried a, with the lead forms and we tried with external landing page, but still it's a legion ad. And again, it's a crazy ROI, you know, but it's, you know, it, it, there's no funnel. It's just an ad that sends you a discount code. It's like, it's like what the pop-up window in the website does, but you just use the same thing on Facebook and it works. And so it still seems like the hard part there is the audience signal. Like, are we, is this, are we remarketing to people? Are we doing lookalike? Um, audience and in, audience interests may work for this market. We are, we like in the, in the early days, I think lookalikes worked very, very good. But then my favorite approach now is like Facebook gives me like professional audio as an interest. Like uh, if you are a producer, musician, there's this professional audio or, or it was a pro audio, something like that. And this is a very nice audience. It's a huge audience. It's probably way bigger than any Facebook marketer would suggest me to use. But it works very good. One would think you know, given all the fancy tools and the AI and the machine learning, that interest-based targeting would not work as well as it does. But I have consistently had a lot of success using just like what seems uh, low tech now by comparison, but just like plain old interest-based targeting. And then occasionally, you know, you could layer stuff over it. Like if you know your audience demographics, like interest plus, you know, typical, like these are the people who typically buy. Um, could It's worth trying. It could work surprisingly well. And so we have a very... You give them a very direct offer, which is like, hey, there's a sale. Um, and then they get pushed to a welcome series or like a nurture yes. sequence in email, which I love. What are we using for email? Klaviyo? Yes. Klaviyo is uh, many, many years ago was using MailChimp, but then Shopify kind of, you guys mentioned that the Klaviyo is a good thing and I tried and never looked back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like Klaviyo a lot for their, their marketing automation and just the tight integration in general. Um, the, 
So what's a good what's a good nurture or welcome series look like for you in Clavio? I think the minimal amount of emails is like four emails for us. And the first is definitely some kind of lead deliver lead magnet delivery. It's like, you know, the first one. But then what I like to do is immediately after that, I my main goal for warm-up sequence or welcome sequence is to just blast audience with reviews, with with Mick Jagger, with Metallica, with like tens and tens and tens of Grammy Award winning producers with YouTube reviews. And I'm I'm like using like, you know, very heavy weapons in this case. And after I, I talked about like how others are using, then only then I kind of talk about product. First, I want to, to give them the sense that everybody else in the industry is saying good words. So, you know, these mics are like the main thing you have to hear about. We're leading with like that third-party social proof. But in your case, like you're, you get to go insanely hard. You have these very real celebrity endorsements and not just like a celebrity claims they use it. Here's the audio track that the celebrity recorded with it. You can go hear it if you really wanted to track it down. It's quite incredible. So like because it's a high-ticket item, it's expensive – you know, we're selling something that costs as much as you know a, a high-end laptop, and yet they may not have heard of you. And so you have to build trust with those customers. And so it sounds like, all right, we start with that third-party um, social proof. And yeah, you you said we're dealing, we're using heavy weaponry here, which is great. Uh, and then from there, where do we go? Like we're starting to craft a story here. Yes. So as the as the first step is third party social proof, the second step is the second and the third step is I highlight the two main products that we have because I don't want to, you know, say that here's the social proof and here are the all products that we have because they still have to choose the right microphone. So email number 3 is like we have the vintage series, which is the most popular microphones that we have. And I talk about differences. Again, I plug lots of YouTube reviews. And then email third is uh, where, we, where I talk about like different product. And when I get these three checks, like loads of social proof, then I introduce to a vintage series, then to a black hole series, which is another product. Then I can start selling something or give any kind of discounts. And this is like email number four. And then, all right, so email four goes out, and that's like, hey, you, we've proven that we're legitimate. We've shown you these are the best sellers. These are the products you might consider. And then the fourth one is, hey, if you're ready to buy, here's uh, a coupon code. Uh, like, roughly what discount are we doing? We've experimented a lot with the discounts, and unfortunately, we are a bit dependent on discounts because we just started that way, and it's very, very hard to kind of go other way around. And we, we experimented with from 20 up to actually 50%. And I can say that 40, 50% works the best, 20%, not so much. What, what, I, I, what I would like to say is that as we are selling directly to consumer and we are the ones who are making the mics, meaning we don't have any third-party costs, we can be very, very flexible with the pricing, which is kind of a win-win for us and still make good margin here. Yeah, it, it, that trap of discounting doesn't hit quite as hard when you're the one manufacturing the product, yeah. right? You control all the inputs. Ooh, inaccurate tracking. It's a silent profit killer. 
every misdirected ad campaign, every misunderstood customer behavior. It's all money down the drain. But there's a fix. Elevar. It's your comprehensive tool to track and optimize all your conversions, making sure your marketing efforts aren't wasted. With Elevar, you get server-side tracking, boosted Klaviyo flow performance, and boosted meta performance. That's better data, more accurate targeting, and ultimately, more conversions. Join the ranks of over 6,500 successful D2C brands like Glossier, Viore, and Magic Spoon. They've all turbocharged their conversion tracking with Elevar. Data-driven decision-making requires solid data and insights. Don't let your competitors get ahead because you're stuck with insufficient data. Invest in Elevar now and make every marketing dollar count. Their plans start at $0 a month, and all plans include a 15-day free trial. Go to getelevar.com to get started. E-L-E-V-A-R, Elevar. So you, you've clearly, you've, you've got the marketing high-ticket items. You, you've nailed it, it sounds like. Looking at other people, what do you think are the common mistakes people make when selling high-ticket items? I think if there would be one marketing strategy or one marketing trick for every business, but especially high-ticket business, is you have to use other channels as your biggest marketing channel, meaning... I think it was Tony Robbins who said it's like the best way to influence people is by using channels that already like have the influence on them. So when we started, like it was full on. We used YouTubers, podcasters, media reviewers, influencers, like on all different channels. And they were talking about us. They were pushing the message. And only when we had like, I don't know, 10 YouTube reviews ready or 10 communities talking about us, only then we started using like Facebook ads or, you know, ads where we are talking about ourselves. So yeah, my, my biggest suggestion is use other channels because it's so much easier when you have, for example, we are using, we are working with a YouTubers in our pro audio niche and YouTube is very, very kind of popular thing in, in uh, pro audio because, you know, everybody is listening and everybody is looking how others are, you know, recording albums and stuff like that. And just give them your mics. It's it's crazy how cheap it's something like these channels so are not expensive. Seeding. So you yeah. identify like good vloggers on YouTube and you're right. You know, it's setting up my own stuff. It's technically complicated. And so it's setting up my own stuff. I had to watch a whole bunch of YouTube videos. And you just type in, this is the gear I have, and like set up or tutorial video. You find a whole bunch of them. And then you listen to it. And you're like, all right, if this if they have the sound I want, I just follow that guide. Um, and so you identify those people, reach out to them, and you go, hey, like, what's the pitch? Hey, we love your stuff. Could we send you a $1,000 microphone? Like the thing with lots of businesses, with especially with like, like cheaper products, like drop shipping ones or stuff like that, it's hard to push your products, but if you have a thousand dollar mic, like 70 or 80% of YouTubers never ask for money. You just send your, like, I'm just, I like your channel. Here's our mics all the time. They, they already knew our mics, but, uh, and I just, I'm just asking, like, can we send a mic for a test? I, I don't need a review. I just need your opinion. And like 60, 70% of times they are making videos. And what I else like to do is, not only, you know, it's level one, making a YouTube video or seeding the product, you just level, level one. But when you have a fan on that side, when this YouTuber or community organizer, if it's a fan, like if this guy or girl, if they love the product, 
you just need to dig deeper. Like try to push email blasts to their audience. Try to push community boosts. All the, like you know all the stuff that we are doing as a marketers. Try to do, try to make them to do the same stuff with your product. I can say the best results in the ten year history. The best results that we've got was with one small Facebook community with thousand, not more than thousand members. This small community. These guys bought like 200 microphones from us. Whoa. Without any cost from us. Like it's a ROI is like through the roof. It's a thousand people community and 200 plus something sales. It's just crazy because we were used, we were seeding the mics. These guys love the mics. We were there on Q&A sessions and that's it. That's incredible. You, you've been doing this 11 years. It can't all be roses and sunshine. What are some of the growing pains you faced here? I think the biggest pain is uh, as a manufacturer is that you somehow you have this, you know, two two things on your hands. One is like selling stuff and one is manufacturing stuff. And they will never be on the same level. For example, during the COVID, COVID it was it was very hard to kind of when when your factory is almost closed. Luckily here in Latvia the rules were not so strict, but still there were like months where for two or three months the factory was closed. And we were just, you know, for the three years, we were always, all the time, sold out. And, you know, you have to sell mics, but you also have to make them. And now it's a bit different story. We have a huge factory. And during the COVID, we kind of, you know, grew our muscles as a, as a factory. And now it's a bit different. Now we have a bit, you know, in our warehouse, we have more product that we can sell. But this is like, you know, at the moment and, you know, now the biggest challenge is to push the product in the market again. And we never and we never needed to do that like for three or four years. With a high ticket item, with incredible growth, customer service becomes a a pain point. And with your brand, with a premium product like this, I think the expectation for customer service goes up. Yeah. And so have you found that to be the case? And how do you approach customer service? Uh, again, when we when we when we look back at the number one rule I have, which is look back, uh, look what everybody else is doing in in the industry, and do the opposite. Like nobody has customer support. You can't even you know reach companies like Facebook or Amazon. You can't even reach them like normally. For us, it's totally different. For many many years, I was you know on the side doing customer support. Luckily now, I have. My friend, she's doing customer support on a full time. And I can tell you that like one of the things, one of the first things that our clients will say about us is that th you guys have a very good customer support because we are picking a phone, we are calling them because we are a small company. We don't, we don't have like millions of orders per year. We can, I can still sometimes pick up phone and call a uh, client if he or she is in Europe. And that's. That's kind of like my number one priority is still generating leads, but priority priority number second is being there for a client. The we're coming to the end of our time together, but it, you name checked uh, a few people and some various resources. I want to know as things are always changing in online marketing rapidly. How do you adapt? Where do you get your info? What are your favorite resources? Uh, first of all, I like like my main 
like knowledge sources podcasts because I'm living our drive away from capital of Latvia, where is our factory and the main office. So I'm driving there two times per week. And this gives me a few hours to listen to podcasts. Of course, there is like number one is official Shopify podcast. And I'm not kidding. It's really like I'm, I'm, I'm listening to every, I'm listening to every episode and I like, I like other podcasts. I like actually what's uh, the guy, I think he, he was on your podcast, uh, Jason Portnoy. Jason Portnoy. Yeah. Yeah. He has actually very nice stuff. I like, I like the perpetual traffic podcast when it comes to ads. And these are like, these are three main things that I've been listening, listening to. But of course, books, 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 books. It's like, I think I've read all the marketing books that we have out there, but it's very tricky with education. It's very tricky because somehow when you're reading a lot or listening to a lot, you don't have time to implement it. And it, you know, the whole education slowly becomes as a like procrastination tool. So it's very, very, you have to be very, very careful. You, you don't have to read too many books or listen to too many podcasts because you will, you won't have time to implement all the stuff. Yeah. It's some, I, I always call it, um, drinking from the fire hose, right? There's so much out there and that is a blessing and a curse. Like you could dedicate your life to just consuming content about the thing you want to do instead of doing it. And it, 80 years from now, you will have only scratched the surface, right? At some point, you have to just say, all right, I'm ready. Let's take action. Um, but if you don't know what you don't know, I understand the the necessity of, of doing the research and going through it. But it can get excessive at some point. All right. Company that never time together. What's the future hold for Jay-Z microphones? What's the next big thing for you? The next actually big thing for us is I really want to make sure that we are making also more like a mid-ticket, low-ticket product for home studios and gamers and podcasters. Because I think, yes, it's a crowded market, but you know there's always room for the best. And I think that we can take what we learn working with like YouTube, Metallica, Mick Jagger, and like hundreds of Grammy Award-winning producers and just put this technology in, you know, like a smaller, cheaper box and make a podcast mic or a, you know, mic for gaming. I this is very interesting. Like this would be more like a, a bit different market with totally different approach. But this is kind of this keeps you know my my fuel burning here. I would kill for a Jay Z podcast, Mike. I think that would be the coolest thing. Then um, you you have a YouTube channel of your own, right? Yes. This year, early early this year, I started my own YouTube channel because I have lots of friends here in, in Latvia, and you know. All the all the time, some someone is, you know, starting a business, starting selling this or that, and they are usually calling me for somehow, for advice. And I'm like, well, I will just film a couple of videos, and now I'm filming one video per week. And if the audience wants to check, the channel is called What Works in Marketing, and I'm sharing lots of stuff that we've tried, all the real life case studies that we tried and that worked for us in Jay-Z microphones, and of course, some other stuff that didn't work out so well. I will link to that in the show notes. Uh, Andreas Emmers, Jay-Z microphones, thank you so much. Thank you, Kurt. The unofficial Shopify podcast is brought to you by Loop. 
Loop is a returns management platform that makes returns profitable and stress-free for you and your shoppers. Loop offers automated returns, exchanges, and store credit options to lower costs and increase revenue. You want to offer at-home pickup or boxless drop-offs? Need to lower return costs or increase repeat purchases? How about all of the above? That's what's possible with Loop. Loop delivers customized returns management solutions for Shopify merchants of all sizes, like Studs, Princess Polly, Code Epoxy, to turn returns into returning customers. Find out why thousands of Shopify merchants choose Loop to manage their returns at loopreturns.com. That's loopreturns.com.